Howdy, this is Grant Cole in Houston. This is Rick Collins in Dallas. And I'm Dustin Zare in Austin. Thanks for joining Texas Rugby Monthly. Welcome back, Texas rugby fans far and wide from El Paso in the west all the way over to Houston. What's what's past Houston in the east? I don't know. All the, all the way to Beaumont, Beaumont. Yeah, all, all the way to Beaumont, way down to the to the listeners we have on South Padre Island and all the way up to whatever's up north. I don't know. Like there's well, we have listeners <laughs> in the valley. In the valley? Yeah. Wait, wait, like the like the California Valley or Proudville? Like... Yeah, Proudville. Are you actually from Texas? <laughs> no, I'm not. That's the thing. <laughs> okay. I just live here. The valley is so the at the at the end of the Rio Grande, there's a series of of cities right there on the border, yeah. and all of those cities, Harlingen, Brownsville, uh, Far, there's a bunch of them. They're all called the Valley. Okay. Great. Well, hello to everybody listening down in the valley, which I which I believe is another song uh, down in the valley somewhere. <laughs> I'm sure if it's not, we can we can <laughs> make we sure. uh, down by the river uh, in a van down by the river. Well, I'm gonna Google oh, that. Yeah, we can Google that. Well, hey, thanks for joining us for uh, Texas geography lessons today. Uh, brought to you by Grant Cole <laughs> over in Houston. Uh, that's Rick Collins up in Dallas. I'm Dustin Zare here in Austin. This is Texas Rugby Monthly. This is the May edition, but <laughs> the beginning of June because, oh, God. Uh, I was on vacation two weeks ago, and we couldn't record. And then uh, we started to record last week, and then uh, Rick's computer shit all over him uh, and didn't give him any sound or, I don't know, we couldn't hear him or something didn't happen. Uh, we recorded our guest Grant and I had a wonderful conversation with our guest who's coming back on today. Uh, and then that shit all over itself, too. So here we go. Uh, third time's the charm. Texas Rugby <laughs> Monthly. <again>. May edition. <laughs> uh, guys, I, how is your, like, end of April through May, beginning of June, Ben? Uh, you guys building your arcs anywhere? Are y'all getting rain like we are here in Austin? <laughs> Dude, this rain has been Jeez. insane up here. <laughs> uh, there Grant? were moments where i thought i was living in houston again <laughs> i was just getting to ask are you like are you living in i feel like i'm living in houston without as humid well, as it is here there, there's been plenty of water rain here but not not like you get not the deluge like you guys have been getting oh jeez it's course, been of course your date your deluge is showing up in our river now and it's <laughs> near the top of the bank so thanks yeah there you go th- th- think of those in te- think of those down here in texas when you uh you're like oh it's uh nice and summery down there it's like yeah it's hot and humid everywhere uh i can yeah. tell you i on the way back from new mexico i drove through parts of texas and it was just hot and humid everywhere I'm like oh come on man uh yeah houston is extending its uh, its grasp into the rest of texas right now so, uh but hey we're not showing here the love baby show i know the show, the, show the love but uh we're not here to talk about weather surprisingly i mean we can if you want but uh i think we're going to talk a little bit of rugby uh a lot of stuff's been going on uh mlr 
full steam ahead halfway through the season now. How did that happen? Already. Can you believe that? Um, Rick, how's your team in Dallas doing? Oh, there, never mind. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Proud Jackal supporter. I do, I do want to point out, though, if uh, Rick slides to one side on his chair, he is a proud supporter of these these here Gilgroniacs. Uh, that's right, baby. AGs. He he was he was at a game. What was it? Uh, three weeks ago. Were we at the LA, the LA game? No, uh, New York. We were at New York Rooney. Game, the Rooney game. Rooney that was game. a great win. That's a great, way. great, great atmosphere. Packed stadium. We had a blast. Yeah, I mean for for COVID, I mean we are. From what I understand is they are not, not quite selling out every game because I think they're like 3,000 people capacity, but they're pretty darn close. Uh, I can tell you, I went to the Seattle game, uh, just absolutely wall, I mean, wall to wall with COVID. So that's uh, it's awesome to see. I mean, it's awesome to see rugby getting so big and stuff. Uh, and, the, and I'm glad that you like the atmosphere. I hope that other people are liking what's going on with the atmosphere as well. So, I think um, it was disappointing that that wasn't the nationally televised game and that the national televised game was the Wednesday game, which oh, didn't have nearly as many people at it. No, well, it's Wednesday game. Like We've had two Wednesday games. They don't really have a great turnout. I know. So for those of you that are wondering why Austin played on a Wednesday, it was because the first ever NASCAR event was at Coda and they used the, the big area in front of Bold Stadium uh, as a... Uh, like a fan zone, if you will. So that was that was the reason why. You know, NASCAR tends to have a few more followers than rugby does. <laughs> just a few, just a few. Uh, of course, yeah. that race was uh, was rather ugly. It was rather ugly because it was in the rain, <laughs> and it, it ended early, I believe. I don't know. I don't really follow NASCAR, so six laps early. Yeah, well, that's not too wow. bad. Yeah, it's kind of kind of anticlimactic, probably, right? I don't know. I don't really follow NASCAR, but so often was putting on a show there uh against rooney and things were looking good and seems like it's taking a turn for the worse we'll get into that and then there was utah <laughs> and then there was geez louise <laughs> and, and the mascot on the motorcycle though so hot con- oh my goodness hot controversy we'll get into later we're gonna kick it off though starting at houston grant cole what's going on over in houston man how, how have things been houston is in a slump just the city uh, in general or the team? No, no. You know, and, and the coach and the players are equally frustrated about it. Um, I, I, and, I would hope so. You know, yeah, they're they're doing all they can to, to set things right, but uh, it, it's just the last few weeks have been have been uh, frustrating. Uh, you know, going in this weekend, we had the Gilgronies as for the second round of the Texas Cup in 2021, and uh, you know that's. We're looking forward to that. Uh, I'll be out there tailgating pretty early, and uh, I'll be out there pretty much all day with the uh, USA Rugby Talent ID Camp. Oh, nice! Going on at Aviva Stadium. So, yeah, it's U18s, uh, U23 women are in the morning, okay. uh, and then uh, t- at 10:30 is a U18 men, 12:30 is U20 men, and 12:2:30 uh, is the U23 men. So it's, it's a big day of uh, talent ID and, you know, there's a lot of good things coming out of that. I really like what uh, Brendan Keene and Mr. Browner from World Rugby have put together for this group. And uh, I think they're, they're on the right, they're in the right direction towards starting with talent ID and development for our pathway to be an Eagle. Yeah, that's awesome. So, 
So yeah, hey, we're hosting uh, how about um, HTX? So I mean, we we ended the season five and five, five hundred. So we we wanted to come out without a losing season, and we did. So we were kind of happy about that. Uh, we did beat the Harpooners this weekend. Uh, it was a close <laughs> so, affair. Yeah, was it the real Harpooners and, or was it? <laughs> so I saw a lot well, of guys I mean, on there. <laughs> so yeah, they had they had a, a couple of Huns and Orc and some Reds. My, big Mikey B- was out big, there. Big Mikey was looking fit. I, I saw some saw no, some photos. Well, he man. was looking fit, and he was uh, he was throwing elbows and fisticuffs pretty good. What was he really so now? He even, okay. <laughs> yeah, he even made he even made sure that our so he's uh, getting ready for a league, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's getting ready for a league. He, I mean, he made sure that our uh, scrum half got a yellow card for retaliation against. Him. <laughs> That's smart play. That's smart play yeah. by the forward. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, our our. our uh, it was good because our uh, scrum half got his bell rung a little bit, and from that punch, took a took a Mikey fist to the ear. Oh, so, there you go. <laughs> yeah, so it's not I a light fist either. No, it's not. Um, so, yeah, it was a frustrating game for me, um, but uh, I'm glad the boys uh, pulled out in the end and, and made sure that they uh, got on top. So. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. It was a good weekend. Good way to good way to end the 15th season. We're taking the week off this week, and Monday we start for seventh season, uh, going forward into the summer. So, I mean, this is the first the first venture into. I mean, for like the development, uh, it was called the the was it is it the developmental squad? Is that what the t- mm-hmm. technical term? Yeah, is? So the developmental team. squad academy team. We, yeah, it's the senior academy team. Yeah. So step step one into into the right direction. You know that's. Up yeah. there with with four hundred four academy and other things. What Austin's doing now that we can talk we'll talk about in a minute. But I think it's a, got, it's great. It's fan, it's a fantastic step it, in the right direction. And we've got like four of our junior academy players who are going to be coming to the senior academy next year. Yeah. So these are guys who have been in the junior academy program three or four years, and now they're making the step up. So and and you've had have, how many step up into the into a cat's cast jersey? Any? So we had uh, three get contracted and two or two have started. That's and played. Fantastic. That's what's yeah. all. That's that was, all that was that's a win. Our goal, a win. Our goal yeah. this year was our goal this year was to put two on the team and and to be make sure that they were equitable uh, additions to the team for the club. Yeah. And uh, we, we feel that we did that, and <clears throat> we've got some uh, <clears throat> we've got some. Uh, boons out of it out of our uh, results this year from the uh partners and i can't really talk about them right now but uh next year we'll be able to talk about them and, and the i'm pretty excited about them so new new partnerships for you all or what was no no just uh our from the owner from the ownership group okay they've given us some boons for some things we can do next year oh there you go and, uh, oh, okay. yeah hello and uh breaking you know, news yeah and uh you know we've got a we got a sevens tournament this summer and and uh we think that that sevens tournament can pretty much fund our sevens program and then a little bit more and in such that we don't have to uh charge dues for the uh college players and that are coming into play yeah so uh we've got about eight college players confirmed that are coming in to play uh sevens with this summer oh fantastic and uh, yeah. when is when is the when is the tournament for you guys? It's July tenth, middle of the summer. Sweet, um, nothing be better one. than playing sevens uh, in the middle of July in Houston. 
But I mean, what I think <laughs> we're gonna do is we're gonna we're gonna start it a little later in the day than normal. You should play at nighttime. We can, okay. Well, we we're gonna take the uh, we're we're gonna make sure that we start when when I do the scheduling. I'm gonna start with the finals first, and the last final will be over around nine thirty, nine forty. Yeah. And then under the under the lights, work your way so, back. Yeah. Okay. Well, all all this I think about was the uh, tournament. Good. I think I interrupted Grant. I think, I think he froze. <laughs> oh, I, no. I think that was the passing of the torch to Austin. <laughs> Austin. We'll, 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 we'll come back to Grant as he comes back in. <laughs> we lost him completely. Uh, that's all right. We've got, got a good photo up there for him, so we'll, we'll keep it around. Hey, uh, yeah, l- lots of stuff happening. I mean, a lot of stuff happening in Austin. Uh, you know, we, you know, if, if we go back to the, like, the beginning of May, you know, we, we were riding pretty high we had a nice little win streak going on and then we we traveled to new england we lost to new england kind of disappointing we kind of fell flat in the second half and then you know obviously you know you had the rooney game that you talked about at the beginning played fantastic i thought that that was one of the games i was like they're really clicking they shut rooney out the entire second half um and you know just had a great game and and then you had la pretty disappointing i talked about it on the austin rugby podcast you know, there were some some call, not calls, but at least some decisions on who was playing and when they're playing that I, you know, I'm not a coach, but I just give my my armchair quarterback, you know, uh, response and just say, well, uh, I wouldn't have started Ruben DeHaas against L.A. Um, just felt like he had super slow ball. So that was my comment on them. But, you know, Austin, really, they they then went into Utah. They needed to have a, a big game, um, big win, uh, or at least a close game and had neither, uh, guys got blo- their doors blown off in the first half, you know, this past weekend. And so that was, that was pretty disappointing. Uh, you know, obviously it's one of those things where we, we hope that, uh, you know, we were hoping that we could at least get a bonus point out of it. And we almost did. We almost got a bonus point try, but, uh, you know, Utah's a tough team. Man, I don't like. They just score. And you look at you look at the score lines that they've had. They just put points on the board. And Mikey Teo, geez, Louise, you know people who think that Mikey Teo is, you know, uh, I don't know, in the wrong position. I saw people say that he should be a hooker or something like that. I'm like, listen, if you let him play wherever the hell he wants to play, <laughs> so mm-hmm. you know, it's, uh, I don't know. That's just you know, you you saw the team play when they when you came down and watched them. They have moments and flashes of being a really good team, and then they have moments of like, oh my gosh, uh, you know, why is that? You know, why is that happening? Why is why are they doing that? Uh, shooting themselves in the foot, plagued by injuries. Uh, Grant just messaged messaged us and said he lost his internet completely, so he'll be right back. <laughs> uh, well, yeah. we may have to interview our guest before he gets back, if that's the case. Yeah, I, we'll we'll see. Uh, we now we got a little bit. So we haven't talked much about them. They just joined uh, TRU. Um, What's that? Or sorry, you, are they the Orcs? Yeah, uh, so the Orcs. I mean, they they have been playing, but not a whole lot. Um, Okay. Uh, and they played a little bit with the harpooners. I don't actually know if they played a full, I guess they were division three. So I don't know if they actually played a whole season or who they were playing with. Um, but okay. that was, that was kind of, sorry, I was fixing the, the camera here for a moment for us. So um, I don't, don't know exactly what was happening with orcs. Um, they're kind of quiet uh, this off season. I know that Huns. Okay. But Huns and Blacks. Oh my gosh. Full seasons. 
Yeah, Huns and Blacks had full seasons. Or full, full COVID seasons. Full, yeah, full COVID seasons. Uh, they ended up, uh, if you look at standings, Huns actually ended up in first place between the the Reds, the Blacks, uh, Huns, uh, who else was it? Uh, HTX. And, and I and don't... Quins. Uh, I don't think Quins were actually a part of that group, though, were they? Because I don't think they played a full... Oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. I, that's your team. So I don't, okay. I don't really know, but I do know, like we were talking with Alex Reese the other day on the podcast and you know, it was the first time since, you know, the team in 2016, the championship, the national championship, the Honko team, team. For the Honko team that he said that they, that they beat the blacks, you know, both in both matches. But I actually think that they did not beat the blacks in one of those matches. I had to get it. I'm still trying to get clarification on whether or not they beat them both times in that, that season. But, yeah, it's, anyway. it's been tough to get clear answers and clear scores from these matches because, I mean, nothing's been official. It's all been <laughs> friendlies. And of course, <laughs> like that, like, like the Blacks HTX, like the Blacks win versus, and the HTX said the, that they won. The players aren't treating it as friendlies, of course. I mean, they're players. No, they're are playing it hard. Like they're playing it. Yeah. I, I tell you what, one uh, of the. Okay, sorry. Oh, one of the issues that um, I was talking about with somebody the other day was. Um, they're using this as an opportunity for TRA to test out some not quite so ready um, referees. Yeah. Um, and so I, you know, I, I think that caused a few issues here and there, but I think in the long run, it's going to be really good for the league. We need more referees. I know there's, there's a desperate need and there's also a desperate need to get on the same schedule with uh, youth programs and uh, the rest of TRU uh, because it's become very difficult to have two tournaments of any sort in Texas on the same weekend. Yeah. It's, it's, it's just one of those things where it's something they're going to have to look, definitely look into because just they're short. We need more. Well, like we said with Kat and the, you know, like with the first interview that we had with somebody on, we yeah. need need more refs in Texas, and I know that they're trying, but it's a it's it's a big it's a big effort right now to try to make that happen. Um, you know, also we have uh, you know I know you're going to be kind of disappointed. You did talk about Big Mikey and playing league. Unfortunately, the NARL West Division has decided that they will not play oh, in the 20, 2021 season. That they will hold off until twenty twenty two. Stay tuned, league fans. It'll happen. Hey, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't, um, I that where have you heard that one? There was that was six teams and not one. So there you go. Um, other great things that I think are happening in Austin. And I think obviously this week we have Big Texas Cup coming up for AGs. I will talk about them one more time. If you want to book, you can actually book a trip, a trip, or book a book a, a ticket for sixty bucks. You get a bus ride with beer and snacks and everything all the way over to Houston on Saturday and back and a ticket to the match, 60 bucks. No worries. <clears throat> Don't drink and drive for six hours. Uh, that's, uh, a, that's actually a really good deal. <laughs> it's a, it's a steal actually. Um, so you know, we'll, gas, gas alone right now is going to cost you 30 <laughs> or 40 bucks from Austin. <laughs> one way not nine dollars a gallon or what kind of i don't know what kind of <laughs> car you're driving you drive a 77 chrysler yeah exactly um you know obviously uh one of the other big things coming out with with austin was the they finally announced their first academy team the austin outlaws mm-hmm. or the ag outlaws is the name of the team uh today 
the day that we record this on Wednesday, June 2nd, they came out with their U18. Um, so all of them under 18, a lot of rock rugby guys picked up somebody from Houston on that team, which I thought was really wow. fascinating. I uh, wanted to ask Grant about that, but his computer apparently has overheated and his battery is expanding as we speak. <laughs> so he may or may not be back on this podcast. <laughs> I told him to jump on with the phone, but we'll see on that one. You know, uh, Austin, you know, we also have um, another thing for me is Bloodfest, big sevens tournament which is not in the middle of the summertime, yep. but it's going to feel like it. <laughs> it's uh, June 19th here at Round Rock Multipurpose Complex. From what I hear, and this is not 100% confirmed, there may be live national broadcast of that. We're, we're working on seeing that if that's going to be awesome. And, and it deserves it. It's, it's one of the largest sevens tournaments in the world for uh, non-professionals, for amateurs. Exactly. Um, you know, obviously we had the big sevens tournament. CRC was this past weekend. Uh, you know, Ryan Ginty over there at uh, Next Level Rugby. They did a fantastic job. If you watched any of that, like mm -hmm. it was just a great, great, yeah. great program. Um, I have heard rumors, whispers, uh, you know, writings on papyrus paper that they may also be doing Bloodfest this year too. <clears throat> so uh, not a hundred, not confirmed, but I have heard people talking about it who kind of work in there. So we'll see. Uh, again, love to see that. This will be year, uh, oh, geez, started in 98. So whatever 98 and 2021 <laughs> is. 23 years? I don't know. Sure, sounds good to me. Uh-oh. <clears throat> we got somebody coming back onto the show. Please welcome back to the Austin Rugby Podcast with a computer not blown up in his face, Mr. Grant Gold. The Texas Rugby Monthly Podcast. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Texas Rugby <laughs> Sorry. I do it once a month on this one. I should know that... This is my other one. Look hey, at that beard. Look at that beard all up in your face. <laughs> Grant, how's it going, man? Uh, well, um, I guess I got to go into the office tomorrow and get another computer. <laughs> uh, That's I, not good. Yeah, all I get is a message that says uh, Grant's computer is about to explode. <laughs> uh, is it a PC? Okay, well, yeah, before we bring off. Mikey on... Should I do a quick Dallas? Yeah, let's let's talk about Dallas. I, and that's pretty much everything that's going on in Austin. Um, yeah, need to be playing some better rugby in the AGs and uh, good stuff coming with Bloodfest. And we have our Youth Academy team that uh, we didn't get to talk too much about, uh, Grant. But uh, looking forward to it. Uh, hey, Rick, what, what's going on in Dallas? Um, not particularly great. <laughs> yeah, Rick, because what is going on the, in Dallas? <laughs> the best quality rugby, uh, that we had going is now done. Uh, 15th season, as y'all know, is, is toast. It's done. Everybody's moved on to sevens already. Training has already started. Although rain has made that difficult. Um, challenging and uh, everybody's getting ready for the Lone Star Sevens here in Dallas, and then obviously, I believe down to Bloodfest the weekend after. Yeah. Uh, as far as the jackals go, two <laughs> items. Sorry, one. Was, we got a was, mascot. We got a we got mascot. Got a mascot. He got his who, who looks like Wiley Coyote. It's like a knockoff of <laughs> Wiley Coyote. Said, he looks like Wiley Coyote. That's a that's a stretch of the imagination, there, Dustin. What was that? Sorry, sorry, uh, Rick. It looks like Wiley Coyote and who? And Scooby Doo had a love <laughs> child. <laughs> yeah, hey. that's about accurate, right there. Yeah, there. Okay, sorry. Well, I mean, I'm just and, trying to um, credit. 
So at some point I had heard that this was going to be announced way back. And I, I think I had pre-announced it on the show that some, somebody was going to be joining the Jackals. <laughs> uh, it, that was a ways back. Um, obviously I did not think uh, that they were going to then immediately the next day offer him up for birthday parties and events because so um, many people. <laughs> yes. Yes. I, you, <laughs> excuse me. Um, uh, Dustin Zare with the Austin rugby independent newspaper. Uh, who the hell is going to have a mascot come to their birthday or bachelor party. Cause I did see bachelor party on there. I thought it's uh, <laughs> come to their bachelor party when you don't have a team and you don't have something else, which I think you're getting ready to talk about in a minute too. Yeah. Uh, we, we've just, not throw that, just gonna throw that out there. Not have a team who actually um, we're going to be talking to a former uh, player uh, briefly here, but uh, we lost our head coach permanently. They, they told us that Alan Clark would be back for 2022. He was on loan. He would be that. back for 2022. What did all of us say? No, he's not. We'll believe it <laughs> when we, when see, we it. see it. And it was announced, I believe it was a week ago, maybe a little bit over a week ago, but right around a week ago that Alan Clark is no longer on a loan yep. to Seattle. He is now permanently the head coach for the Seattle uh, Seawolves. And so uh, he was bought out. We don't know what we got yet. They, I mean, obviously administration knows, but nobody else knows. Um, hopefully it works out to something good because I'm hoping it wasn't used to pay for Jack's. <laughs> and, and no hate towards Jack. Your, but... your mas mascot's got some ser serious cap. Need covering serious cap space. There, <laughs> Come on. So anyway, that's all that's happening in Dallas. Uh, it's, I, 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 I tell you what, it's. I, I feel. Hey, I Dallas feel bad Jesuit, for everything. Dallas Jesuit had an undefeated rugby season. That was awesome. With our upcoming uh um interviewee here interviewee in his first and then, year and, coaching i know that's pretty awesome we'll get, we'll get to that in the next segment but what i do want to say <clears throat> excuse me I, I i do feel kind of bad for like the jackal den and what you guys have been doing because you guys really you, you have passionate fans up there right <clears throat> and and i know that you want something to happen and when the team kind of folded they said don't worry we'll be back next year everything's going to happen there's been social media posts and it's been happening and happening, happening, but everything that happens, you know, with uh, your defensive coach going and uh, going back to rugby league and coaching and, and super, the super league up in over in England and with uh, uh, Castleford, I think Castleford, right? Castleford. Castleford. Uh, and then also, and we lost Grant again. Uh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. Uh, but then, you know, obviously we had uh, with them, um, oh geez, and with Clark going, I, I just felt like it's yeah. it feels like it's just one hit after another for you guys. That man, it just doesn't feel as though it's. The, I'm not saying it's not going to happen, but it just doesn't. The signs don't look good right now, right? <clears throat> yeah, and I, I had a conversation with a um, president of another club while I was down in Austin, <laughs> and I won't mention who it was. <laughs> Uh, but uh, uh, I got of a club team, club team I, or a pro team? No, of one of the professional teams. Yeah. I won't mention who it was, <laughs> but I've had conversations with this person before and got some inside info on what happened. I will not share it on the podcast today because I don't feel like 
given that information necessarily outright at this moment, yeah. but we'll definitely talk about it. But let's get to our interviewee for today. Yeah, let's. Uh, we're we're gonna take a quick break. We're gonna try to get Grant to actually get his system to stuff to work because he's got the spinning wheel of death on his screen right now. Uh, we'll bring <laughs> our guests coming back on and, and we'll have a quick advertisement on where you can get cool shirts like this and one that Rick will show you oh. here, here in a little bit. Oh, right now. Look at that rugby for Texas shirts, by the way. Hey Rick, did you know that a hundred percent of charity of uh, donations, donations, geez Louise, 100% of proceeds go to charity if you buy that shirt, it's like 25 bucks. I Go did. Back. And that was the, that was definitely a great purchase knowing that this was going towards a great cause to help out rugby families in need after all the, the weather storm. we've had here in Texas. Yeah. We had it for the winter storm and we'll continue it on to whatever may happen because they're going to be online. Uh, well, they're, Houston, they're on the Houston flooding for sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, Austin, <laughs> maybe flooding too. Yeah. Dallas tornado or something <laughs> or wherever else. Probably. Uh, uh, but yeah, it's uh, you can find it. You go to www.therugbyshop.com forward slash Austin rugby supporters. We put it all in one because that was the easiest thing to do. So we're gonna take a quick break. We'll come back with our guest of honor for the second time in two weeks. This time we'll get the recording right. So <laughs> be right back. Welcome back Texas rugby fans. Up in Dallas, that's Rick Collins. Uh, still, still disappointed that uh, he did not get nominated <laughs> to be the mascot for the Jackals. Uh, the the man I mean, smoked. They won't hire me for anything. They won't hire me for anything. The Jackals. Yeah, maybe Jack's job. Maybe it's a sign, man. Maybe it's a sign. <laughs> Over there in Houston, Mister Grant Cole smoking what looks to be a very lovely pipe right now. Uh, Grant. How's, how's, how's it taste? It's a magnificent today? beard. Uh, the beard is legendary. Uh, <laughs> good. And coming back to us for the second week in a row to do a podcast recording that hopefully does not screw up like the last one did. Now in Houston, was in Dallas. We'll talk about that. Mr. Mike Brown. Mike, how's it going, brother? Thanks, thanks, hey, thanks, for, thanks for coming back for round two of yeah, torture, well, torture with so much. <laughs> I loved it so much the first time it went, oh, went again. So yeah. glad to be back. Happy to talk. <laughs> Happy to talk. I wish we had that last podcast recording. It really was good. We're going to talk about everything, what Mike's been through. Um, you know, when we, when we kind of left last week, you were, you had literally just signed a new contract. You were with the Dallas Jackals to talk about, but then you'd gone over to Houston and playing and you were you were in the lineup this past weekend. Uh, how'd it feel to get back on, you know, back into the the swing of things, you know, on, yeah, on the pitch, man? Yeah, definitely enjoyed being back out there. Uh, disappointing with the result, obviously, but uh, good to be back out there. And uh, you know, just looking forward to something to build off for next week. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's uh, you know, obviously, you know, the results didn't bounce in your favor and uh, you know, San Diego is a tough team, but it was good to see, see you guys out there and see playing. And then of course we'll talk about the match coming up this weekend, which is a big, exciting one, but I uh, want to kind of kick things off uh, and just talk about, you know, a lot of people don't know your pathway. They don't know that you've, you know, you've been now officially with all three teams in Texas, uh, Austin in season one, you went up and played at the Rooney signed with Dallas 
and now with Houston, uh, what's the journey been like through each one of the cities in, in Texas? I know we didn't get to play, you know, a game with Dallas, but uh, you were up there. With lots, you, know, you moved yeah. your fam- moved your family there. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, I went to Austin. Season one uh, was playing up in New York. Uh, once you know, New York just had an exhibition season. Came with Austin. I uh, really enjoyed my time down in Austin. Got to play with some really cool people, really cool players. Had some really um, different ownership group, different than what it is now, but yeah. still really enjoy. Uh, still really enjoyed this, you know, the city and my time being there. Um, and like I said, had some still relationships I still have today that are you know really cool. And then yeah, so then I went back to New York and then uh, played there for a couple seasons. And then, and then COVID you know, sort of changed some things and, you know, Dallas was up and coming. So I was like, all right, I like Texas, the, you know, the first time let's try this again, let's try this again. And then, uh, so I actually was able to work out a, you know, um, coaching while I was down there for a high school team, Dallas Jesuit. And, uh, so that happened before actually we reported it to, uh, MLR camp. Uh, and then I moved down there like the first, you know, week in January and, uh, what I think like, you know, mid January, that's when the Jackals said they weren't going to have a team. Uh, so I was just coaching there and then, uh, an opportunity came up after, you know, the high school season for Dallas Jesuit with, uh, Houston. And so I, you know, had nothing else to do. So I was all on board. I, you know, I still want to play. So, um, I, I, t- I took it and, uh, just took the drive down to Houston and just get acclimated with it. Been here for a couple of weeks and, uh, really, you know, really love it. Yeah. Hey Mike, awesome. um, is your, is your wife still up here in Dallas working? <clears throat> Uh, no, she, she, so she works remotely. So she's a, she was just able to take the drive down with me. Oh, nice. Okay. So are y'all, are y'all permanently staying down there? What's, what's your current plan? Oh, just, I just got down here. So we're just, uh, <laughs> seeing what's going on, you know, uh, TBD at the moment, you know, there's a lot of things, you know, Dallas that I really like with the coaching, but, um, you know, that all depends about, you know, about my performance and see how, you know, this rest of your plays out. How uh, it, it was a not the best way for the Jackals to announce that they were not going to be playing in the season. Um, we haven't had a player on, on to tell us about how that experience was as a player. Can you just speak to that a little bit? Um, yeah, I mean, I was just, you know, working out one day and then all of a sudden, you know, got a message through our team app through uh, the assistant general manager, Elaine Bassey, and just was like, look at your emails and it didn't seem like a very positive, you know, message. I looked at it and then next thing you know it, they're just, you know, uh, you know, looking, you know, they just sent the email saying, Hey, we're not having a season. I thought, Oh wow. Like, you know, how am I explain this? You know, we've moved down here for the coaching. How am I going to explain this to my wife? And so I like was talking to a buddy and then all of a sudden, like before I thought I was, you know, we were the first people to know the players and all of a sudden, you know, within two seconds of me reading the email, I just got messages from everyone. And I was like, wow. oh, damn, like, damn, they put the, you know, they put the press release. They gave us the same press release as, you know, the public immediately. They didn't even warn the players or anything. So, um, yeah, it was definitely surprising, definitely a big hit. But um, this was trying to make a positive out of negative. So, um, you know, it was pretty – it was a big mess from the players' uh, standpoint and talking to different players. You know, now that are, I'm with Houston, um, you know, they sort of echo the same sentiment. Man, that's a that's pretty, yeah. That's, it seems like it was pretty pretty rough. I mean, obviously, because you had players flying. You know, you guys had a couple of Fijians and stuff that are people are coming over. And I I know Penny, who was down here, had gone up to play. You know, play with y'all as well as um, 
oh, I, uh, Skylar Adams and stuff like those yep. those guys like who have not gone on to sign with other teams. I know there are different options that people had on whether or not they mm-hmm. wanted to you know take a payment or whatever it may be. But uh, it's that's um I don't. You know, I you, you we can say a couple a couple words as you know, shady would kind of be the one way, but I just feel like it would maybe not handled as well as one would hope from a professional organization to inform the players ahead of time to prepare them for what was going to to come out in in the the press, if you will, if, if we have a rugby press, which we really don't, but <laughs> but you know what I mean. Uh, you know, yeah. social media is is our American rugby press, and so mm-hmm. that, that that kind of puts a pretty pretty bad damper on there, and it's a. Uh, it's unfortunate. How many of the guys you say you talked to some of them, uh, the, you know, is the feeling pretty much the same all the way around, like pretty disappointed and kind of how it was handled? Yeah. I mean, I think it goes from different situations, you know, depending on, you know, how you sort of fell out, you know, or where yeah. you sort of landed per se. But I think most guys right now are just positive, but it, um, about the situation, they're just like, Hey, this is meant to be, I'm supposed to be here. Um, including myself, but, um, you know, they just think it's kind of shady the whole situation was kind of, you know, shady, hard to trust um, an organization that we, we weren't even able to talk to, you know, an owner um, or anything. So yeah, it was just kind of, it's, you know, if the ownership, you know, talk to players just had, you know, a 15 minute zoom call before it happened. then that would have, I think done a lot of damage control beforehand. Um, But um, for the player standpoint, at least, you know, it's, it's tough. It's tough to rebuild that trust. For sure. Yeah, for sure. Wow. Yeah. Um, so you spit, you stayed up here. A lot of guys immediately, you know, found gigs elsewhere, went off to play in LA or, um, in new England or wherever else. And, um, decided to stay and continue coaching at a Jesuit. Um, how easy of a decision was that? And, uh, you know, how, how much did you enjoy your season coaching there? Yeah. I mean, it was kind of, I didn't know exactly what was going to happen. You know, I just made a huge move from all the way from, you know, the Northeast to, you know, Texas. And so I just, you know, didn't really have anything that I really wanted to accept at that point for, you know, MLR teams. And I just thought that, you know, I was going to be really happy coaching. And, um, I had a connection, like I said, within Dallas Jesuit and uh, you guys still have it. Mm-hmm. They kicked me out. You there? Hello? Yeah. My back. I'm sorry. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You near me? Okay. Yeah, you're um, good. So yeah, no, <laughs> I wanted a coach, you know, and I thought it was a really cool opportunity. They had, you know, there's 60 plus kids in the program, um, and coaching is something that I wanted, you know, to do. So I was able to go throughout, and then it just worked out the perfect timing after I, you know, got done coaching our last game. Um, there's an opportunity to Houston. So it also sort of, you know, worked out at the end where I was able to, you know, work on my uh, coaching standpoint, really enjoyed it five days a week game on the sixth day, like um, with a lot of different kids. And uh, it was a great, it was a great time and made some really cool connections. Yeah. And, and last week's uh, unaired, un, unavailable uh, recording <laughs> that we had, which <laughs> uh, we, we, we talked about, you know, what it was like to, to coach rugby uh, a little bit and, and in, especially in Texas, right. It's a rapidly growing sport, uh, you know, not just you know, in the U S but Texas has been kind of at the forefront of like pushing these really high quality high school teams. You've got, you know, uh, Woodlands, you've got Westlake, you've got Lake Trat, like all these teams around Texas Jesuit, like all these teams are starting to build up these really great programs. 
Talk to me a little bit about, you know, how you approach that, what it was like to coach, you know, high school rugby and, you know, just kind of where you see the, the high school rugby program moving forward, especially you know, in, in Texas itself or just in, in America in general. Yeah. I just think um, Texas, you know, they do. And there's just better athletes down here. In uh, my opinion, I just think there's better athletes in rugby just coming in general, but especially in Texas, especially when you get into the single schools, um, you get a lot of good athletes right, right there that are interested in the sport. They take through the single schools, the schools p- put money behind the programs and they're able to actually make it legitimate. And these top athletes like oh, say, Hey, you know, I have a ball in my hand. I get to run over people. There's a lot of things that are, you know, that Texans really correlate well with rugby. So these kids really enjoy it. Um, yeah, there is a lot of good programs out there. You know, we, during COVID, we try to schedule as many people as we could at Dallas Jesuit. Um, you know, we would travel, we played like Travis one time, um, to go and then we played a bunch of Houston teams as well. So we were really trying to, you know, play as many teams as possible. You know, it's a little easier to, during the COVID to play with just the single schools instead of the club because, um, COVID testing too, um, yeah. you know, some clubs, they had no idea, you know, who was contracted COVID while the schools were, you know, really trying to play with only like the single schools per se, unless they were in our division. Um, so yeah, I really, like I said, I really enjoyed, I think the high school, you got to make it, you know, not all these guys are going to play, you know, college, let alone pro, maybe they'll play college, but if you have a, you know, if you make it fun and you make it enjoyable, then they'll, they'll stick with it. Either a fan or as a player or administration, or even a ref, something within the game, if you make it fun, but if you just make it fitness and just make it very drill based, I really think that that's where you lose people. Like I said before, you're play, You're not only going against other sports. You're going up against, you know, TikTok, Xbox, you know, PlayStation video <laughs> games. So, you know, that's that's the competition you're having. It. You just can't make it. Just you know, you're just not going up against the cross. So, um, you got to make it fun. And I think, you know, if we make it, you know, the high school a little more, uh, you know, just more serious, and we stick, you know, this, keep the programs that are really trying to make this, you know, actually legit, then I think you can get school administration money. Uh, behind it, just yeah. sort of like the cross model, and I really, um, I really think it could sort of you know take off, and you'll get more serious athletes that it will produce, you know, because there's you know these kids can see the professional league within major league rugby. There's a pathway now too, so there's a huge, huge interest, and I think like the sports just becoming more s- serious in that way. Yeah, absolutely. Hey, uh, Mike, do you think that uh, coaching is in your future after you retire from rugby? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do yet. Um, whenever I do retire, but yeah, I think coaching is probably somewhere in there. Um, you know, even my, you know, my close teammates, um, back at, you know, rugby night in New York would always tell me that I was going to be, you know, they said I was going to be a coach. And, uh, so this is sort of, you know, my way to test it out. And I think some of my, you know, just theories that I have coaching is always changing. It's a black hole. Like more, more, more you learn, less, you know. Um, so, so it's just life in general. Yeah. Life in general. Right. So (laughs) um, I was was glad that some of my theories that I thought as a player sort of, you know, translated, I think positively to the kid's future. And they had some, you know, really good fun and really good relationships. But yeah, I think coaching is something in my future. Good. Call me up when you're ready. (laughs) (laughs) I'll, I'll have an open free unpaid position at SMU for you. Okay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Got one offer. There you go. So Mikey, uh <laughs> tell us about the weather down in Houston. 
<laughs> well, it's very humid, but I don't mind that. Just you know, the it's just raining. Like there's a seven day stretch of just rain, but um, you know, I like the heat. I actually prefer it. That's why I moved down to Texas. But yeah, it's just humid. But um, yeah, I I love that it's you know at least you know warm out here. I I, I prefer that over the cold. Playing you know in New York, you practice at you know Staten Island, Randall's Island in January when it's 20, 15 degrees running. Um, wearing like layers after layers of clothes, uh, that gets old real quick on turf. So uh, this is this is a lot more enjoyable. Get back to me in July. Everyone says that. And <laughs> uh, that's good. Yeah. So, Are you going to be involved in any any sevens or what's your what's your plan for the summer? Uh, after I mean, after we'll the play season's it. over. Uh, I'm really not too sure, honestly. Um, we'll just play out to the season and we'll just sort of see what happens. Still trying to f- figure that all out, but a lot of that depends exactly, you know, how these other games go. Yeah. yeah. yeah obviously, you know, you, t- you talk about like what's the career after rugby. We've talked about it a little bit before. What do you think is is important for people who, you know, th- there's there's a lot of players in Major League Rugby. What it, who are the types of people that we want to see that you want to see start, you know, once they transition out of that playing role into a coaching role, uh, what are some of those key qualities you think is going to be important for those players? You know, say that, you know, like yourself, you just want to go, you, you may not want to coach uh, collegiate or professional right off the bat. Mm-hmm. You may want to go down and coach high school. Uh, why do you, why do you think that's important? And what are the type of qualities you think is going to be important for those types of coaches? I just think that, you know, rugby, as we all know, there's a lot of life qualities that go within the sport and could take you very far. And if you have someone, you know, that just positively impacts these guys that, you know, all these players, especially at Texas, let's just say football intense, a lot of running. If you just make a game enjoyable, be a human being, have a smile on their face. And, you know, these other MLR players, if they, you know, if you tell them that you played in major league rugby, these kids will just, you know, have, will be look you up on the internet and have, be your best friend and just have a smile. <laughs> so if you make a positive team environment, then that could carry, you know, a lot of weight into these, you know, in very influential years. And then, you know, they're going to have positive remarks about the game of rugby, about, you know, whether they stay in the club or go to college or just know their buddies or be a fan in the stands. So if any, you know, I just need to the MLR, every major league rugby player can, you know, coach high school, you know, they can you know, positively impact the game. Um, all they need to have is just positive attitude and just, you know, work well with the kids and make it, you know, like I said, make it enjoyable. That's the biggest thing, make yeah. it enjoyable. And, you know, obviously the more you make it enjoyable, you get people out, you, you have the ability to have, and we talked about last time, have those, uh, you know, full practices. So it's not, not the, mm-hmm. uh, not, not the 15 on five or whatever it may be where the, or you hit the last 15 minutes, as you said, which is yeah. pretty much what we all did when we, uh, you know, the us older mm-hmm. group did when we were playing rugby, right. but you know, making it enjoyable, I think is a key thing, but you know, teaching those life lessons, as you talked about, like being a, a you know, rugby, the rugby ethics, stand up people, respectable adult, you know, building respectable adult men and women. And I think that that's, uh, that's a key thing. And I, I, I commend you and others like yourself who go and and coach at the high school level right now, who are trying to do that for that next generation of those MLR USA Eagles that we hope to have. Yeah. And I think it's just about just nominating, you know, make sure, you know, if this player is really good, this country has an issue of just nomination and talent identification. That's why they're doing all these camps. If this player is good. The coach needs to, you know, really step up 
and put that player out there or really talk to the player and be like, are you interested in this and have that conversation instead of waiting on the player. And then, you know, he doesn't know exactly, he doesn't know, obviously a high school kid doesn't know exactly of the USA landscape, you know, be out there, share your resources. If you don't know the person, rugby's a small world, ask someone, and then you could take, you know, that person could potentially, you know, be the next MLR player or, you know, be on the next USA team. So I think, standing up for your players, nominating your players is very, is a very important thing that I think some coaches, you know, don't really do as well, well as jobs they probably should have. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> hey, I have one question. Um, I, this gets talked a lot about in forums and it's not just about uh, different areas of um, America in terms of rugby style. It gets talked about in Europe and uh, Pacific and everything else, but, do you feel after you've been on the north on the you know in the northeast playing playing in texas are there, are there different styles be depending on kind of the region that the rugby's being played do you think texas is is more hard hitting and west coast is more free flowing or do you think that's all just you know semantics that have been kind of talked about forever maybe just, back in the day just because maybe, we want those different things <laughs> right maybe like, back in the day you know when you know they had the super league and you know guys were from the area now the teams are just so a lot of the guys are just so all over the place that it really doesn't hold weight but maybe back in the super league you know hearing back the old oh, you know guys in the northeast with the nyack and old blues just hearing those stories and then you know how crazy they are maybe in the wet and hearing the stories from you know Texas and the uh, and the West Coast, probably that where all those guys were local. Probably that was you know somewhat true, but now everyone's sort of just spread out of the place, and um, just because of the MLR. Yeah, yeah, I, I can see that, but yeah, I I think it is. People just want it to be different because like oh we we play a different <laughs> style. It's like you know, it's it's like the NFL, oh West Coast football style, like whatever. And, yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. Like I I think you, I agree with you, Mike, because the just the people who have moved around. Like you think about, you know, even myself, like I, you and I, Mike, we're in, we're Midwestern guys. Like we, but I also grew up in California and then moved back. And so we're, we're both, we played rugby yeah. in the Midwest. That does, you know, we're now down here in Texas. Granted, <laughs> granted, you're the only one still playing. I'm, I'm doing this, <laughs> whatever this is. Uh, <laughs> I'm part of the, the three headed Hydra. So, um, but yeah, I think it's, I, I think, you know, when you look back at the changes that have happened over the past couple of years, uh, the, the introduction of the MLR has probably been just, well, a giant catalyst for more exposure, more, I, I, I guess, just more overall availability for that younger generation, like your high school players that you coach to go mm-hmm. out and watch just rugby where it wasn't, yeah. you know, we had to wait up until three o'clock in the morning to watch some super rugby on, you know, on, on a cable box that you had to take to a bar because only one person owned access to that cable box or something, you know, it's different now. Yeah. And so that's, that's kind of one of those things, um, you know, just kind of thinking about it. Do you think that, you know, what is the, what is the next step after this? What, what becomes the next step to help grow the sport in, in the U S um, I think just make, you know, make sure, making sure the league is more MLR is here to stay number one. And then, um, if we had the world, obviously the rugby world cup, yeah, you, you know, 2027 or 2031, um, that, that will be, you know, very big sort of just like more of what, what soccer sort of did. Yeah. And then, you know, you just create, you know, more youth growing programs. You got to solidify the pathway more and make it more legit. Um, you know, 
keeping up to date with the social media that's huge all these high school all these people instagram you got to keep it on instagram they see it they'll they'll love it and they'll want to play it so um but but going back to sort of what your style the style thing is i really don't think that you know you're asking you know what's the difference between you know the different regions i really don't think us we don't really have a style yet you know you look at the eagles do we do we have a style not too sure an mlr do we have a style there's a lot of teams saying they're trying to play attractive rugby but there's a lot of different teams that are playing someone else. They're winning and it's really good, but they might not be throwing the ball around a lot. And some teams. There's might. a difference so between saying and style. doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's yeah. a lot of style. I mean, we can look at the, you know, like we can look at the exactly last game. We have a team throwing the ball around like LA, and then we have a team like you know defending and just wants to play territory like Atlanta. So I don't think the U.S. we have a style yet. Yeah, it's still to be determined, which is why everyone loves to watch this game, watch this league, because they can just see it growing. But they don't know exactly, you know, they could see the destination, but they don't know exactly the journey, how it's going to grow. They see it's going to be right. really well. But we, I, I don't think our style yet is still to, to, to be determined, which is really exciting, actually. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Mike, I obviously, you know, as, as we get ready to close it out, we talked about it last time. There's, I know there's some guys that you've coached that are going on to do some great things and some big people that you want to give a special recognition yeah. to. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you time again now uh, unless there's any other questions from the other two uh lads in the in the other parts I'm, of texas I'm good good <laughs> got a timing we don't we don't have a two-hour program so we just gotta make sure <laughs> uh, but yeah mikey go for it like i'd love to you to you know talk those guys up again like you did last time yeah. that was uh, that was really cool yeah Simon mendenhall who's a 12 or 13 for us going to st bonaventure uh He's these are the athletes that are going to go to the Houston identification camp. Sorry for the U.S. this weekend. So Simon Mendenhall, he's a he's a 13. Jack Judson is walking out of Purdue uh, football, but also wants to stay involved with you know USA rugby. Um, he's a 12. Then we got Marshall Neary going to West Point. He's a lock. Uh, we also have Alex Torontos. That was a prop this year for us. Really good. And we have a flanker and Luke Aldinger. That's a really good flanker. So like I said, it's about recognition. There's a lot of times there's some good. Uh, news outlets that keep up date with the teams but the players names i think you know really gets missed out and we have to promote the play these guys players names so i'm just there to you know all support them and there's some great guys that you know who knows one of them could be or maybe a couple mlr you know eagles and that'd be fantastic yeah that 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 would definitely be uh maybe for you that kind of a a sweet uh (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> a, a sweet, <laughs> I, a sweet, sweet cherry on 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 the top of the cake type of thing. Um, you know, obviously, uh, we we look forward to seeing that. There's lots of great things. By the way, Rick mentioned it at the end of the last segment. Uh, you guys did go undefeated in in your own as a coach. Yeah. You are undefeated as a coach, right? <laughs> Just quit now. So just, just quit, quit now. now. <laughs> just quit now. So you're undefeated. You, 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 got, you guys, you guys won your division here in Texas. Uh, and then, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You did go over to uh, Louisiana and put a hurting on those to the east of us. Yeah, right before the. It was pretty cool. A uh, nice little curtain uh, raiser before the Nola Houston game. So yeah. we beat the Louisiana State champs, probably Martin. So that was cool. That's good stuff. Oh, it can only it, it can only get better from here. Uh, man, good stuff. Gentlemen, an, <laughs> another podcast in the books. Uh, this one without too many technical issues, minus Grant's computer blowing up in front of him. Uh, Grant, you got anything for, for Houston? Big Texas Cup match coming up this weekend. Mike, we didn't even talk about that. Mikey playing his old team in the Texas Cup. 
this coming weekend, is Mikey going to get on the field? We'll see. We'll, we'll, we'll have to ch- check out Texas Rugby we'll Monthly. Have to watch the Facebook uh, page. Facebook for page. My, for uh, pick. Your picks. My famous picks of the week. The Rick's Rick's <laughs> picks, which don't always go the way that he would want them to. <laughs> they do not. not. Yeah, that's why I don't do Super Brew. Uh, Grant, <laughs> Grant, you got anything over there in Houston? A beard. A beard. No, sir. Not, not now. We're doing real good. We're doing good now. Uh, Rick Collins up there in Dallas. Uh, Rick, we are, we're, we're, this is like episode nine, 10 of the podcast of the Texas rugby monthly yeah. podcast. We're coming up on, on an anniversary. So, uh, anything, anything from and you? Still, and my team still hasn't played a match. Your team still hasn't played a match almost a year later. It's, uh, it's one of those sad moments. Hey, if you want to watch our pretty faces, you can go onto our YouTube page, which is Texas rugby monthly. Uh, just search it on YouTube. Uh, if you are on YouTube right now and decide that, Hey guys, those guys just do not look very good. We just want to listen to it. Uh, you can go on to Spotify. This is all under the Austin rugby podcast, uh, page. Rick is holding up our wonderful t-shirts supporting Texas rugby families who have been impacted by the adverse weather events in the winter and everything moving forward. As we said in the last segment, Austin rugby supporters uh, is the area underneath the uh, rugby shop that you need to go to. So the rugby shop.com Austin rugby supporters is that link gentlemen always appreciative Grant Cole over in Houston, Rick Collins up in Dallas. I am Dustin Zare down in the capital of Texas here in Austin. Wishing you guys all the best of days, and we will catch you next time on the pitch. <laughs>